You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Elections in the U.S. are over without much hacking, but don't worry, there'll be more cyber finagling from Moscow as France and Germany go to the polls next year. Fancy Bear is fishing with Adobe and Microsoft zero days. Investigation of the Tesco fraud continues. It looks as if the Bangladesh Bank might recover some of its losses in the Swift heist. There's an OPM-themed phishing campaign afoot. Server database issues point up the importance of digital hygiene. More Yahoo troubles. Advice for the next U.S. president. And Marines, happy birthday and Semper Fi. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Thursday, November 10th, 2016. The U.S. elections passed without apparent cyber perturbation from Russia or others. There's a general consensus that the Russian services have been pretty active in cyberspace around election times, with operations ranging from the relatively light-handed influence operations deployed against American targets through the near coup d'etat reported in the Balkans. If you find yourself nostalgic for worrying about election hacks, no worries. France has elections coming up, as does Germany, where Chancellor Merkel has just warned people to expect disruptive cyber campaigns during 2017 voting. Elections and the campaigns that precede them present a big attack surface. To communicate some sense of the sheer amount of online activity that swirls around the vote, we'd like to share some stats AT&T sent us. In just the election night parties the other day in Manhattan, the Democrats and Republicans consumed 1.3 terabytes of mobile data, and Hillary's beat the Donald's by nearly 300 gigabytes. AT&T helpfully quantified this in selfie units, a measurement standard we like a lot and intend to start using along with hackerweight. Remember, one hackerweight equals 400 pounds. Hillary's bash used 2.3 million selfies. The Donalds accounted for just 1.5 million selfies. Make of this what you will, data scientists. We're just here to give you something for your analytics to chew on. We're pretty sure Fancy and Cozy Bear are gnawing away on this themselves. Whatever else the Russian services may be up to, Fancy Bear is busily scooping up gullible fish. Trend Micro warns that this threat actor is showing unusual activity midweek as it seeks to take advantage of the recently patched Microsoft Zero Days before users can get around to applying the fixes. So, as usual, the prudent course of action is to patch as soon as possible and until then to be on guard against the exploits being dangled as fishbait. It can be difficult to keep up with the names of the threat actors. We're partial to CrowdStrike's Fancy Bear because we're Ursophiles, and also because it's easy to remember, but you'll also hear people call Fancy Pawnstorm, APT28, Sophacy, and Strontium. Whatever the branding, it's the same fine GRU product. Except no substitutes. Over in the UK, Tesco continues to mop up the fraud campaign that hit the bank's customers over the past week. 
No clear word yet on how the fraud was accomplished, but speculation about an inside job continues. There's an apparent win in court for another bank that was the victim of a major heist. Officers from the Bangladesh Bank are in the Philippines, where courts have ruled that they can recover some of the millions lifted in the swift transfer caper. They expect to be able to get some $15 million back from the casino operator to whom the funds were transferred in this complicated international scam. The OPM breach continues to be the gift that keeps on giving. OPM-themed and spoofed emails to U.S. government workers and contractors are serving up locky ransomware. Don't open suspicious attachments. OPM isn't actually sending documents saying something about your bank accounts. Late last week, legal hackers reported finding shared server vulnerabilities in MySQL, MariaDB, and Percona's server and ExtraDB cluster. These popular database servers are used by Google, eBay, Cisco, Amazon, Netflix, Facebook, and Twitter. We heard from Last Line CMO Bert Rankin, who thought this discovery was a timely reminder of the importance of paying attention to the basics. Next generation detection and state-of-the-art mitigation are all very well and good, and we mean that they are very well and good. But as Rankin stressed to us, quote, it's essential that organizations commit to the basics, including programmatic regular patch program for servers, applications, and other infrastructure in the data center. Vulnerabilities such as this bug are potential dangers only to those organizations that aren't on top of their database updates. But it's amazing how many aren't, end quote. So please be interested in the bugs you can swat. You can be sure Fancy Bear is. Chuck Ames is Director of Cybersecurity for the State of Maryland. We checked in with him to learn about the role the states play in cybersecurity and about an upcoming event he's moderating, sponsored by the Chesapeake Regional Tech Council, on insider threats and how the federal government expects the companies they do business with to protect themselves. Where the federal government seems paralyzed as far as getting out appropriate uh, legislation to improve the electronic situation, the states seem pretty well poised to take matters into their own hands. And just uh, one example of that is uh, breach notification laws are well-versed throughout the states. So the states have done a good job of, by and large, bringing that kind of law or compliance uh, to their states before the federal government. There's an event coming up sponsored by the Chesapeake Regional Tech Council that you want to promote. Uh, this is a cyber forum on insider threats. So what can you tell us about the event? Uh, so meeting the insider threat is important uh, to every community. And I'm just going to give you a little bit of background here. If you are a CISO of a state like I am, so if you're the chief information security officer of a state, uh, as I look through the survey of myself and my peers, 47% of us, say we are not ready to handle threats originating internally. 57% of us say we aren't able to handle threats originating externally. So there's a great deal of work uh, to be done on the insider threat piece. The federal government, in response to that, said businesses that support federal work, they need to have an insider threat management program or a personnel management program that will help them identify uh, folks that might be at risk that are on their network before they become 
uh, an actual thief or an actual uh, criminal of some other intent or someone who works against the company's interest. Now, this mandate that's come down, it's a soft mandate, so it's a NIST regulation that's come down in an industrial control letter. But in the federal procurement space, companies, regardless of size, need to have that kind of personnel management system uh, where they normally don't have that. Who are the people you're targeting who should attend this event? I think the CEO's... CTOs in uh, small to medium companies uh, should pay attention to this industrial control letter. It's going to be a burden to them to develop the HR system themselves, or they're going to have to react somehow, and it'll be advantageous for them to then join as a sub to a larger uh, company, and that larger company would have the the HR resources uh, to handle a program like this. If they want business in the federal government, they need to do something. And it's best to get in front of that and start figuring out how they're going to to meet this uh, requirement. That's Chuck Ames, Maryland's Director of Cybersecurity. You can find out more about the Insider Threat event at the Chesapeake Regional Tech Council website in their events section. In industry news, Yahoo makes a troubling admission to regulators and shareholders and to Verizon as well. Yahoo has now discovered and disclosed that some of its personnel may have known as long ago as 2014 that foreign state-sponsored hackers had compromised the company's networks. Yahoo tells investors that its deal with Verizon may be in jeopardy. In happier industry news, security startup RiskIQ receives $30.5 million in a Series C funding round led by Georgian Partners. Different approaches to remedying shortages of cyber labor are being mooted around the world, from marketing the field to students as early as grade school, to educational initiatives, including competitions and scholarships, to moving toward a gig economy and vulnerability testing and research. The EU's General Data Protection Regulation, DDPR, which goes into full effect in 2018, will require some 75,000 data protection officers, and not just in the EU. The U.S. will need about 9,000. We will leave it as an exercise for you techno-libertarians, and we know you're out there, to calculate what this might amount to as deadweight regulatory drag, and we'll merely observe that the GDPR will place a further global squeeze on the already tight security labor market. There's no shortage of cyber policy advice, news, and speculations swirling around President-elect Trump. You can follow the links to a great deal of this in today's CyberWire daily news briefing. But we'd like to share the advice Nuix, a global security intelligence company, is offering the next administration for its first hundred days. Nuix's Chris Pogue and Keith Lowry suggest four initiatives. First, work toward federal data breach notification requirements. There are, Pogue observes, 47 distinct state-level breach disclosure notification laws. He thinks a federal standard would go a long way toward simplifying the process for organizations that happen to be compromised. Next, take your own medicine. Pogue also thinks that the feds, who face the same kinds of threats the country does at large, should rigorously test systems, address vulnerabilities, and deploy security teams that train the way they'll fight. And recognize that the threat's not only an external one. For his part, Lowry would like to see the next administration work up a thorough program of defense in depth that accounts for all potential bad actors, insiders, outsiders, and we'd add outsiders who've established themselves inside. And last, get experience at the top. 
the outgoing administration's cybersecurity national action plan and appointment of the first federal CISO were positive steps, but Lowry thinks they're not enough. He'd like to see the new administration go even further, maybe even creating a cabinet position dedicated to all areas of cybersecurity. And finally, today is a birthday worth marking. Whose birthday, you might ask? Well, we'll tell you. On this day in 1775, the United States Marine Corps was formed in Tun Tavern, a Philadelphia watering hole. America's Corps of Marines has been ready to cross water uninvited ever since. We'll make one more historical observation. Major General Benedict Arnold, shortly after you were organized, called you the refuse of every regiment. What did he know? Sometimes your best recommendation is the enemies you make. So Semper Fi, Marines, and thanks for your service. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. Joining me once again is Marcus Rosschecker. He's the Cybersecurity Program Manager at the University of Maryland Center for Health and Homeland Security. Uh, Marcus, welcome back. Uh, I saw a story here that um, the FCC has just passed uh, some sweeping new rules to protect online privacy. Uh, take us through what the FCC has done here. Yeah, this was a pretty big decision by the FCC. Uh, it does a lot to protect uh, consumer privacy. I think we all know or should know at this point that whenever we're online, uh, the websites that we visit or the Internet service providers that we're using are collecting a lot of information about us, about how we're using the Internet and how we're browsing the websites, uh, where we're located. Um, so there's a lot of information being collected about us. And companies are actually using this information to make a lot of money off of this information. Uh, they end up selling this kind of information to other companies. And it's a, it's a pretty big business for, for these companies. And so what kind of restrictions have, has the FCC placed upon them? Internet companies are going to be required to get uh, consumer consent before they start selling that kind of personal information about usage and, and uh, online behavior. Basically, um, the FCC is requiring those companies to 
get explicit approval from users uh, on them being able to sell their information before they go ahead and do that. Um, before this ruling from the FCC, um, that was not the case. Uh, companies were able to sell information about their users when, whenever they wanted to. And now with this new ruling from the FCC, consumers will be able to now explicitly authorize or not authorize the selling of their uh, personal information according to this new FCC ruling. Now, this was a 3-2 party line vote by uh, the FCC's five commissioners. Is this a done deal or could there be legal challenges to it? Well, I think uh, you'll see a lot of resistance to this ruling on the part of these big companies who have been selling information to make a lot of money. I think uh, since it is such a big business and such a big uh, revenue opportunity for large companies, they're going to be very opposed to it and they're looking for all kinds of ways to reverse this decision. All right, we'll keep an eye on it. Marcus Rochecker, thanks for joining us. Struggling to secure on-prem apps with modern identity? Don't worry, you're not alone. Join industry leaders from Fortune 500 organizations to secure your apps on any cloud with any IDP, regardless of your environment's complexity. Meet Strata's identity orchestration platform, Mavericks. Say goodbye to the headaches of app refactoring and legacy tech debt. With Identity Orchestration, you can modernize legacy apps to use MFA or passwordless authentication in a few weeks, migrate from one IDP to another, and so much more without changing the app. No matter your IAM use case, Strata extends the value of your current identity investments. And the best part? You can try it for free today. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire to share your biggest identity challenge, and they'll hook you up with a complimentary pair of AirPods Pro. Don't miss out. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire. That's strata.io slash cyberwire. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hey all, Rick here. At N2K Cyberwire, we're dedicated to continuously improving the quality of the news and commentary on our network. That's why we're inviting you to participate in our 2024 audience survey. It only takes a few minutes, and your feedback is invaluable. Plus, you'll have the chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card as a thank you for your time. Head on over to cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey to share your feedback now.